Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Today we're going to be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6. That's right, Dorian, and Spider-Man Far From Home, so multiverse <laughs> MCU coming at you. All the shenanigans, speaking of many, many universes, and maybe a crisis on them, Batwoman has a season pickup, and DC's Crisis is incoming on TV. This is a very special multiverse episode of multi-multiverses, a multi-cubed multiverse episode we of Collider Heroes. so many years waiting to be like, are y'all ready for comic, true comic book stories? stuff and you are you're ready and it's here now so we better talk about it episode 305 gonna get deep 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 sweaty and welcome speeder grace Yay! Hey everyone! Yay! Welcome! Thank you I so much so for joining us. I'm so excited to talk movie and TV and comic multiverse. It's just all colliding. Guys, uh, we do that Perfect. here. We do that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna that. we're gonna kick it off with Agents of Shield season six being. Right away, a crazy twist. I love that the opening is just like, hey, we're going straight over here. Okay, and so the season premiere was this last Friday, right? Yes. Okay, and we are in season six, and it's already been renewed for season seven. Correct. Boy, what is it that is maybe a little bit uh, confusing? They are going to be existing in a multiverse. We're going to have characters that we know and love, but not the ones you know and love. So to me, this is a great opportunity for them not to have the pacing issues they've had in the past because they're not waiting for things to land. There's right. no helicarrier moment. There's not going to be anything we're waiting for the MCU lineup. I think this is a brilliant move, especially tying it into that Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. I love the fact that within a week, we got two different multiverses being introduced. One might be alive because it's Mysterio, but Mm -hmm. one, we've already seen characters that were from a different verse than the ones we're used to in a show, so this allows for all sorts of new continuity, all sorts of new crazy storytelling, and some of the most comic-y storylines of all time. Now, this first episode, the budget seems broad and bold and i feel like they went to space they've done a lot of crazy stuff ghost rider for me this this is the way they can get me on agents of shield where i'm not stressed about tie-ins like i'm more excited for this season than i've been in a while what do you guys think about the premiere i've not seen the premiere but from what i was reading i like that they've chosen to kind of like skirt away from endgame like you said and um to have them kind of decide to be like you know this is a multiverse things can be a lot different than what you're used to so i think it's it it frees them so i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see that freedom and what they can bring into the show i absolutely that that does make sense i wish we had dorian here because i am really curious how this feels for fans because that i was reading some of the the interviews where uh jed whedon and uh jeff bell and 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 we're talking about uh what they were dealing with as they put this together and it it sort of seems like it was uh a choice but also a choice of necessity because Mm -hmm. they just literally didn't have access to what was going to happen and uh, the way they put it was we needed to tell a story Yeah. yeah uh so it's you know it's not it's a little disappointing that it's not the same universe, but maybe you are both right. And the trade-off to just get to, like, they're in season six of their show, just let them be their own thing. That's a strong argument. To, yeah. For me, this was all positive because I had always wanted a tie-in, and when it couldn't happen, I was bummed. This way, right. there's no hope of a tie-in, <laughs> and that doesn't mean you're not excited. It means you're not worried. Like, I'm not waiting for a moment that can't happen because of scheduling. I'm not worried about the snap. I'm not worried about things tying in. I'm literally going, hey, this is a show over here, and I love that it's weird and they can go crazier places. And we get to see Clark Craig play the character. And this guy, yeah, what the heck? Like, Agent Coulson being dark is so exciting to me because I love Clark Craig as an actor. I love Clark Craig as a human. So I'm really excited to see him get to play in a, a new wheelhouse. And... We got to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. Because that trailer, which the internet, I love that people don't know Mysterio to the point where everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. This is taken as, as total seriousness. Okay. This is the introduction of the multiverse. But he I could have, be a liar. He, he is was, a liar. He is. 
is. But what's he lying about is the question. I got to walk back my thing from last week. Because last week, I was, I, when we talked about this before, I was like, Mysterio's a liar. It's, you know, you can't trust him. And, and with time to reflect and the additional clip from Ellen and everything, I'm like, okay, wait. I don't know if you can have the entire idea of multiverses being involved in this plot be a lie and have that be satisfying for your audience because you did just promise the multiverse shenanigans. Yeah. So if it turns out to be like, just kidding, I'm a special effects guy, uh, <laughs> like you got to make weird. that worth it. Yeah. Because for it sure. is, it's very in character for him, but if you just. Like you, you—that's a big promise to make to your audience. I'm kind of reconsidering my. It's definitely all fake. But, it could also, but you're both right. What is he lying about? But it could also be a confirmation of Zelvig's like crazy mania from Thor: The Dark World, yes. where on the chalkboard it did say Universe Six One Six, which is the first time. So I thought this was the first time. That was the first time we mentioned Earth Six One Six. And there's always been that like non-canon Earth One Nine 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 Nine, like five nines and a one, Let's which they've never. Where it's canon. Yeah, that's the trickiness. Okay. It's canon in the Spider Verse. In. <laughs> Uh, real quick explainer for those of y'all uh, joining us. Welcome to Comics Fandom. This was going <laughs> to happen a lot. Uh, over time, in comics, when they developed multiverses, they needed a way to keep track of the everything is the same but slightly different. And both DC and Marvel ended up going with variations on a numbering scheme. DC kind of did this first with the idea of Earth 2 and mm-hmm. then Earth X and Earth S and all of this stuff, um, which got wiped out. Uh, spoilers for later in this episode in Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, and then reintroduces itself over and over again. It's a whole thing. Now, on the Marvel side, uh, in the early 80s, they'd already like, had multiple universe kind of storylines, but we got an official designation for main Marvel Comics universe in an Alan Moore, Alan Davis, Captain Britain story, I think, um, was when we first find out that the one we know, the one where Spider-Man lives, the one where the X-Men live and the Avengers live, is Earth-616. Mm-hmm. And that, as far as we know, was just a cute random number where they were sort of like, hey, why assume we're Earth-1? Like, and that was like, oh, neat idea. You know, uh, so that lasted for a good long while, and uh, you will find, even when you dig into that, that it gets complicated, because supposedly 616 was ended in 2015 Secret Wars, but we're all still calling it 616, uh, including sometimes in the comics. So... Traditionally, that has meant main comic book universe, and you start assigning numbers to keep track of other versions of things, because comic books love alternate universes. Mm -hmm. And since the birth of the MCU, at some point they developed an official numbering for the version of the Marvel Universe that's on screen. Yes. And how many nines are in this number? Uh, Five nines, I believe. Okay. So one, nine, 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 nine. That one. Is, I believe, the designation for the MCU officially from Marvel Comic Canon. Yes. But what I find fascinating is what if Earth 616 is what you designate your home? So what if you think Earth 616. Like an internet IP address? Like 129.0. What if the MCU comics think them. What if the MCU thinks of itself as 616 and the comics thinks of themselves as 616, but the comics thinks of the movie as 199999 and the movies thinks of the comics as 199999. I am that meme right now where all of like just like the symbols. (laughs) (laughs) What if every universe thinks of themselves as prime? So they're all designating themselves so therefore a multiverse of multiverses could exist, which could allow more. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Peter B. Parker's from 616. Correct. So, therefore, the problem is Spider-Verse is an animated film. The MCU is a live-action film. The comics are print medium. So we we already have three designations of 616, thereby implying my prime theory that you always think of yourself as the outward force. And my thing with Mysterio is no matter what he's lying, the idea of what he's lying about is the question. Because I believe the multiverse is going to exist. But I'm wondering if Mysterio in his Earth is a hero and Mysterio from our Earth is a villain. Or if we now have the option to have the five-year gap bring us miles, but will 
it be miles from our Earth or another Earth? There's so many variables now with this. We could even bring in Spider-Verse characters, for Christ's sake. Like, this allows yes, infinite possibilities. Spider-Ham. But you, it, it would work. It'd be canon. So the 616 designation, I don't think they intended to be as confusing, but I do think it's an interesting way to say prime. So my guess would be that everyone is emotionally attached to 616 if they know it Marvel. Sounds cool. And they're like, well, we don't want to be an offshoot universe. We want to be the regular Marvel universe, and we are making the movie, so we get to do that. Everyone wants to be Peter <laughs> Parker. Ben Riley even thinks he's Peter Parker. The problem the is, thing. if everybody thinks they're 616... Uh, when you have your Council of Infinite Reads or whatever, uh, you, you got to figure out another plan because you can't all run around being 616. And what's really funny is, ironically, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is most based on the Ultimate Comics, which is 1610. 1610? So what's funny is Ultimate Spider-Man really shaped this world of t- tone and thematically, and that's a 1610 universe. So this could literally be a five-hour conversation, but the beauty of this... Which was shaped in. by Bendis and Miller, who are now at DC and Netflix, respectively. <laughs> so just follow yeah, out to just, the... Just uh, comics and movies and TV. But... Things, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like, my brain is just like... Thank you. What would you like to see happen with the big Mysterio multiverse stuff? You know, I think that, to an extent, he is being honest. I mean, as far as, like, maybe he thinks he's 616 but i i feel like it, if, if it's part of his character to be a liar hmm. then there's something he's hiding for sure yes. I, i'm uh, what i'm hoping is they're assuming we comic fans assume he's lying so in the movie comic watchers will think he's the problem but comic moviegoers will think that he's a good guy by the way they're pitching it so we're questioning it for one reason they'll be questioning it for another one and i'd love if the twist was something that neither one of us saw coming yeah like right. if moviegoers and comic fans like there was a double dip if there's like a second like a double blind that comes at us so i'm thinking that's what the 616 designation is is it's a double blind and i think there's going to be a big twist in this movie no for sure and i also feel like it'd be really like disappointing if uh, Nick Fury like put his trust in someone so soon after uh, we lost Tony and that they end up being not a good viable option. You don't, you don't want to see Nick Fury get, get taken like that yeah. where you're just like, mm, you're Fury. But you know, it would be cool if Nick Fury was Chameleon. <laughs> I think that uh, Chameleon's going to come into play and I think it's going to be part of the twist. So I'm very curious what these, these double blinds are. Tom have- Holland has said it's the bigger twist than the first movie had. Can I ask a follow-up question because uh i heard about the ellen clip but uh i think it had been taken down by the time i was looking at these articles so i'm reading descriptions of, of sort of the, what was, ha- was said on it and i believe there was one more number that th- was like thrown five, out, right? three, three, something eight three three yeah that's what it was yeah mm-hmm. which i guess was from dance lots 2014 it's where uh spider uk comes from so and a certain braddock was mentioned universe, yeah who was mentioned in endgame. endgame so braddocks are now canon so we remember rumors a year ago that we heard captain britain was in spider-man mm-hmm. homecoming and now Captain Britain's universe is mentioned in an Ellen clip. So, yeah, that, that's a very good point. Thank you. I'd forgotten that. But it's I only not watched the Captain clip once. Britain, it's Spider UK, who's the more recent character, and that's like Billy Braddock. I check my facts, y'all. Uh, but uh, Spider Braddock. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Spider a Spider Braddock, who is clearly like an alternate universe version that's both Captain Britain and, and Peter Parker in one. Like, uh, so it's. Does that relate to being far from home and being abroad? Are they creating a new universe for the Captain Britain stuff to come from? Does that connect? Because Captain Britain has deep X-Men ties. I'm sure that they're not launching the, X- the X-Men universe out of a Sony tie-in movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean? And will there be a different number for Sony's universe of Marvel characters? Also, soon? the amount of people that got mad at me for, su- for suggesting the multiverse in Endgame, I'm very happy that we're getting the multiverse either way. Like It wasn't the ending of Endgame like I thought, but I love that Spider-Man is bringing in the multiverse that I thought we'd get. It's just a movie later. So we're getting all these things that are exciting. It's going to get big. It's 
going to get crazy, folks. So as these trailers come out, obviously we're going to dissect the hell out of them. But for now, I like that we're theorizing different things and we have no idea what's to come. <laughs> Thank you for being a good, mysterious uh, trailer. Uh, so we have an amazing clip from another show that deals with many multiverses. We sat down with Jessica Parker Kennedy to talk about Flash Season 5's finale, which is tonight. Check it out. With the, with the season in in the can now, how did you find, like, was there a journey with the action of it? Did it come immediately to you? Or, like, what was it like doing the action stuff on this? Which I imagine is unlike anything. Yeah, so I am a horrible speedster in real life. I'm a terrible <laughs> runner. Uh, the blooper reel just came out for us to see, the one with all the, the F words in it, which will be edited down uh, for the rest of the world. And the amount of times that I go the wrong direction, fall mid-run, uh, is... It, like shock no it's not shocking to me but it's like shocking for someone who has to play a speedster um i got a lot every the fans have been so incredibly positive about my character except for my running which they've <laughs> they've quite hated a lot of the time i apologize profusely um but uh yeah so i need to maybe just work on my my, my running skills slightly i feel like my fight scenes were really good that i had to do occasionally um but my running you know maybe need to work on that a little one more time with my dad and <laughs> you know, get good like he because he looks like Grant looks so cool when he does all of his action stuff and his running stuff mixed with like facial expressions. He like is the Flash, where I was just like, whoa, trying my best and failing. Sometimes. Even at Ballroom Twenty, like he's the Flash. Like I really liked how he embraces the the Flash slide in three in oh, real life. Like gosh, it's just he really adorable. Does. Yeah, he yeah he's very much is in a way kind of like that character. I love Jess so much. If you've ever wondered if she's as cool as Nora, she's even cooler. Jess is the best. I'm so glad you got to join us. Flash Season 5 finale is tonight. Be sure to check it out, and it ties into our very next story. We've got some crazy DC TV stuff coming at you, starting with Batwoman being officially picked up, four series, and we got a little baby teaser, a 30-second teaser to go along with it. I want to talk about DC TV. What did you guys think about these series of finales and what it's setting up and where we're going to be going? All right. Uh, is there a? Do you have a, a favorite among the current DC TV crop? Because we should lay out the whole landscape. But if there's like one plug you have to give, like what would be your fave? <laughs> oh my Flash. gosh. I mean, there's Flash, <laughs> um, Supergirl. I mean, I'm also really digging not not just the DC stuff, but like the Archie comics stuff, like Sabrina, Riverdale, like the yes. Berlanti verses. Yeah, amazing. Because Batwoman wasn't the only pickup this week. Right. We got friggin' Katie Keene. Mm-hmm. Uh, which only the diehard readers of all of the backup stories in Archie know is a famous fashion model character from the Archie universe. So we're going to have a separate Archieverse, mm-hmm. at least a couple, and we're going to have all of the Berlanti stuff, and then some of the Berlanti stuff has its own side stuff. Like Black Lightning isn't technically a right. part of this universe yet, and we have all of these finales that are starting their own launching pads for more stuff. It is a very dense time at DCTV because there's so many shows, and I love that the fact that they're they're integrated, but they're not. I like that they, we get these these crises, these crisi, crises, but they tie us together, and then we go back our separate ways. Like I think that's a really exciting way to do this world this web that kind of contracts and flows so i personally flash is is my favorite i love that world and the finale's tonight and i'm very curious how that launches into what's to come season six because arrow last night mm-hmm. it, it, it implied a lot of things so uh last night's arrow finale uh kicks off officially i think the, the journey to crisis on infinite earths the big crossover storyline of next year which they've been teasing since this fall's event mm-hmm. uh and the monitor, you know, spoilers for last night's Arrow 
sorry, I, I already started giving them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, spoilers for last night's Arrow, the Monitor shows up and pulls him out to go rescue the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we already know that a deal was struck during the last crossover, and we know that that deal involves the death of Oliver Queen. But we still have some question marks uh, because they're the very end of Arrow. If you watch, it was also the big send-off, of course, for uh, Felicity, beloved original to the Arrowverse character, uh, Felicity Smoke, uh, as Emily Butterworth is departing the show. But th- with a little bit of a question mark, apparently, after the events of last night. Lex Luthor came back for the last two episodes of Smallville. <laughs> I'm just saying Michael Rose's mom showed up, so maybe... So we know that Crisis is coming. Uh, we reasonably suspect it's going to involve Flash, Supergirl, and Arrow. Uh, we know that Batwoman has been picked up for a series, finally official, which... Yes, Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. And I like the teaser a lot. The 30-second mm-hmm. teaser had a lot of beautiful iconography. It had a lot of the images you want from a Batwoman show. I love the cape. I love the, the design of her costume so much, so I'm yeah. so glad they leaned into that. My gosh, I can't wait to see her in action. Um, I loved Ruby Rose in Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. Mm. She played a really awesome assassin who was like an aerialist and i'm like <laughs> what a perfect casting choice to kind of have someone who has a background in that and is starting to make her name in genre and action thank you for the xander cage name drop that doesn't happen <laughs> that often and so i think much triple fun. X, <laughs> oh my gosh it is great next week we'll talk about chronicles of riddick but for now xander cage, <laughs> xander cage. Um, the re- underside of her cape is red which i is a tiny thing but i'm really happy about it because there was a thread jh williams mm-hmm. did uh when her earlier design debuted where he's sort of like here's the reasons we did all these red accents and at the time it was sort of um, a model black red but this teaser has a full-on red underside to the cape tiny detail makes me real happy and i like that they lean in not out of it i like that they designed this costume to look like that run and then the teaser's like we know (laughs) like i really appreciate being like we listen to you guys so for me the teaser did what a teaser is supposed to do it got me more excited for the show it announced the series pickup it let people know the show was going to be a full-on show and it reminded you how badass batwoman is like it did all that in 30 seconds and gave me nothing that's kind of the point i think (laughs) so i'm really excited for the way the dc tv universe is shaping up because i love arrow i'm sad it's ending like that that is the the Batman of the DC TV universe mm-hmm. until now, because now we have the Batwoman. Like to me, it's a very beautiful, like the end of one, the beginning of another. Yeah. And they kind of leaned into that in that crossover when Arrow kept being like, Oh, I thought it was the only vigilante. Like they had this great thing where Oliver Queen, like didn't believe Batman existed. So he's kind of pouty that he did. So I love that Batwoman has kind of taken that spot. And I don't know if it's as intentional as I'm making it, but it's a really beautiful, like, Give and take. Now, do we know, and this is where I might just not be up on the interviews, do we know if Black Lightning is involved in the crisis, and do we want Black Lightning to be involved in the crisis, or think, let it be its own thing? I don't. I think for now it's still its own thing. There's an official know. word, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, at this point, with everything just starting to kind of... Yeah. yeah. Jump out into multiverse land. So it's, the finales are all this week, and we have Archie uh, wrapping, uh, Riverdale wrapping Riverdale. this Friday. And then the, what was it, Saturday you said? Uh, so Sunday is Supergirl, and Monday is Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, so then we'll have those major shows, Rock Lightning, wrapped up back in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reason that we ask, well, like, Black, Black Lightning has clearly been its own thing so far, but we all, importing our comic book knowledge, know that the point of Crisis on Infinite Earths is usually to take a bunch of DC universes and make one out of them. Yeah. Now, they have never felt... Uh, uh, any the, the when they do these crossovers, they use creativity and they always surprise us, and it never goes the way we think it might from comics. So I expect that to continue. I want to see George Perez's book with Arrow in the arms. I want to see it. <laughs> uh, so once again, that multiverse is going to be combining, maybe, and we're going to be having all these finales this week, so be sure to tune into all of them, especially Flash tonight, because it's going to be <laughs> exciting. But we've got a comic pull list to talk about for this week. Let's get into that comic pull list. 
All right, we got our number one draft pick is going to be Mr. Miracle, who gets a very sexy hardcover. <laughs> My God, it's gorgeous. And when you peel back that black, there is a beautiful aqua. We'll talk about it. We've got Bitterroot is now available in a collection. You've heard us shouting it out here on the show. Uh, it will be in your hands soon from David Walker Sanford Green. Uh, and... I can't wait to I dig will, into that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. And we've got Spider-Man Life Story number three, which is Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley in a story that takes place over time. Every 10 years is a new book. This is 30 years into Spider-Man being Spider-Man. This run is one of the best miniseries I've ever read. Hard stop. And Chuck Brown is that third name I had forgotten. Uh, we've got <laughs> Captain Marvel's Star Force trade paperback. I will explain what that is because it is bonkers and amazing. And then finally, we have Daredevil number five, another Chip Zdarsky book. I'm a fan of this man's writing. And his <laughs> Daredevil ends each issue with a giant cliffhanger. This is the most bingy book you'll ever read. Well, the current bingy book. I can't wait for the next book to come out every week. It's always exciting. His Daredevil is brilliant. Now, those are our pull list visually. I wanted you guys to get to see the covers because the covers are how you find them in your store. But if you want to hear us break them down and talk about them, dive into them in depth, we've got the Collider Heroes Giant Size Podcast coming at you every Thursday. So pick up those books at your store tonight at midnight or tomorrow on Wednesday when they come out. And then Thursday, we'll break them down with you guys on our Giant Size Podcast. But while we have an amazing guest here, what of that or what books are you reading? Um, I'm definitely going to be rereading The Crow. The film just had its 25th anniversary yesterday. And, oh, my gosh, it's just, like, been reminiscing, uh, like, my notebooks, my composition books. I just, I would, like, go to the printer and put the comic in there and just, like, print out copies of some of the my favorite pages. That's the best. <laughs> I love that so much. You reprint your own books for nostalgia. That's amazing. Well, no, I mean, like, no, I just was reminiscing about how, like, when I was in middle school, I'd get my composition books. Yeah, and I'd Kid always Sabina. Like, oh, that's amazing. Kid Sabina oh. would get her Crow comic and put it in the printer, you know, like, the giant machine. Just, yes. You know, and then, like, print out my favorite pages and just stick them on the, the front. I love that you very know? much. Amazing. If you didn't own the Crow soundtrack when you were growing up, then you had a very different childhood because totally. that soundtrack is perfect. So if you don't, good. let's do it right now. It's on Spotify. It'll mm-hmm. change your life. Uh, so that is it for this week's episode of Heroes. Check out The Crow if you haven't somehow seen it. You'll see that Christopher Nolan loved it and The Dark Knight was very influenced by it. And it came before Blade, before the MCU. Mm-hmm. It really shaped the modern superhero movement. So The Crow is amazing. Happy 25, The Crow. Rest in peace, Brandon Lee. Yeah, Brandon Lee. Oh, yes. He'd be one of the A-listers right now if we had totally. lost him. Like I think I maintain. Uh, where can they find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on Twitter at Sabina has no are on comingsoon.net I cover the MCU beat Disney beat and you can also find my geek travel vlog at Park Goer on the Pop Culture Geek Network on YouTube yeah. yeah. Thank you so much Wait. for being here. This was so much fun. Yeah so thanks for having me. This is a blast and like you've blown my mind with <laughs> like I, I will hope to sit next to y'all for as we're yelling movies. in the theater like eight three three blah blah blah. We'll okay. all get through yes. this together, but we will not yell in the theater. Uh, Thank just you so for the much record. for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday for the podcast. Until next week, stay sweaty. <laughs> Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, 
from negative to positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 